December 9th, Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 through 20. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him concerning the events that will happen soon. An angel was sent to God's servant John, so that John could share the revelation with God's other servants. John faithfully reported the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, everything he saw. God blesses the one who reads this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to it and obey what it says. For the time is near when these things will happen. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, from the sevenfold Spirit before His throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the commander of all the rulers of the world. All praise to Him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding His blood for us. He has made us His kingdom and His priests who serve before God His Father. Give to Him everlasting glory. He rules forever and ever. Amen. Look, He comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see Him, even those who pierced Him. And all the nations of the earth will weep because of Him. Yes, Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. I am John, your brother. In Jesus we are partners in suffering, and in the kingdom and in patient endurance. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and speaking about Jesus. It was the Lord's day, and I was worshiping in the Spirit. Suddenly, I heard a loud voice behind me, a voice that sounded like a trumpet blast. It said, Write down what you see, and send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands, and standing in the middle of the lampstands was the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were bright like flames of fire. His feet were as bright as bronze refined in a furnace and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was as bright as the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one who died. Look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. Write down what you have seen, both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen later. This is the meaning of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven gold lampstands. 
The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. This week's Bible Meditation, Romans 3, 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Above Him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two, they covered their face. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they flew. And one cried to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook. And the house was filled with smoke. Seven glimpses of God in these four verses. Number one, God is alive. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. The king is dead. God is not. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God, the living God. He was alive forever when this universe exploded into existence. He was alive when Socrates drank his poison. He was alive when William Bradford ruled over the Plymouth Colony. He was alive in 1966 when Thomas Altizer said, God is dead, and Time Magazine absolutely, absurdly put it on their front page. And he will be alive in 10 trillion ages of years when all of those who have lifted their squeaky voices against him are obliterated like BBs in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. He is alive, and He will be alive forever. All the potentates that are on their little thrones today, in 50 years, will be no more in those offices. The 7 billion people that are alive on planet Earth will experience a complete turnover in 120 years, and God will be alive. He is alive. Think of it, forever, never having come into being, never going out of being, our God is alive. Number two, God is authoritative. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. There has never been a vision of God in heaven plowing a field, cutting his grass, shining shoes, filling out reports, or loading a truck. 
heaven is not coming apart at the seams for inattention. He is sitting. Complete composure and on a throne. God is never at wit's end. With his heavenly realm, he sits. throne signifies his right to rule the world. You don't give God authority in your life. He has it. Totally. You can either pretend he doesn't and perish. You can own it with joy. He has in the universe absolute authority. God has authority and we revel in it. We don't play games with this. We don't question Him. We don't criticize Him. We don't call Him into question or shake our fist at Him. We may weep with utter perplexity if He takes our child, breaks our husband. But we won't rebel against our King. He is the Supreme Court of the universe, the legislature chief executive officer behind him no appeal glimpse number three God is omnipotent the throne of his authority is not one among many it is high I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up meaning over every other throne and thus superior in power, superior in authority, superior in rule and control over every other throne. It is high and lifted up. It's not just an authority. It is a authority with supremacy of rule. My counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose, Isaiah 46.10. He does according to His will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. None can stay His hand or say to Him, What are you doing? Daniel 4.35 Glimpse number four. God is resplendent. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and His train filled the temple. So he has a robe and it has a train. You've seen brides and some have incredible trains so that when the photographer does the pictures they take a half an hour to arrange the train and it flows down over the steps and up onto the platform. You've all seen them. Well, picture it flowing down the aisle, covering all the pews, going into the choir loft, up over the balcony. That's what we're supposed to feel. He is resplendent. There are about a thousand different kinds of self-illuminating fish at the bottom of the ocean. 
And why didn't the Lord just make one of those instead of a thousand? Because he is lavish in his beauty, lavish in his creativity, and lavish in his splendor. He is resplendent. Glimpse number five. God is revered. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. We, we grope for, for pictures of what it would mean for God to have in his presence beings who when they speak shake heaven but I remember as a boy there was a team of four jets called the Blue Angels that flew in formation I saw them in person just one time and they suddenly appeared here and must have broken the sound barrier right in front of us you know it felt like several hundred yards away and the lead plane going, what, six, seven hundred miles an hour, went <laughs> straight up, vertical. And the others peeled off like that, just as they broke that barrier. And I thought, maybe it's like that. Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. How happy are those who fear the Lord, all who follow His ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How happy you will be, how rich your life. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine, flourishing within your home. And look at all those children. There they sit around your table, as vigorous and healthy as young olive trees. That is the Lord's reward for those who fear Him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May you live to enjoy your grandchildren. And may Israel have quietness and peace. Proverbs 29, verse 18 When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is happy.